0: Morning. Uh, It's been now a month since our annual congregational meeting, and uh, at our congregational meeting, we um, introduced to you the theme verse for this year, and so uh, now that a month has passed, I think it's a good time to review. Uh, This is the verse that we as a congregation want to focus on, Uh, John 13, uh, it's 34-35, but a new command I give you. That you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. And by this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. This is the verse that we looked at uh, last month, and we wanted to encourage our congregation this year to focus on not loving yourself, but loving others. Uh, We talked about how love is not a natural thing. But love has to be an intentional thing. And for some practical steps, there are three things that we talked about um, here. Uh, To pray, uh, to pursue, and to be present. Okay, To pray, to pursue, and to be present. These are the three uh, practical steps that we've introduced. First, pray. Pray for each other. Pray for one another. In your CGs, you guys share prayer requests. Spend the week praying for one another. A Second, pursue. Pursue one another. Go after other people. If you are in a position to help, pursue people. If you are the one in need, pursue other people to receive that help. And finally, be present. Just show up. Show up to things. Show up to CG. Show up to to Sunday service. Show up to prayer meetings. Just be present. Show your face. Um, And in these ways, these three ways, uh, we want to encourage our congregation to love one another, to pray, to pursue, and to be present. So uh, having said that now, uh, we'll move on to today's passage and perhaps a more complicated P, which is parents. Today's passage reads like this. Exodus 20:12, honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land that, that the Lord your God is giving you, the fifth commandment, honor your father and your mother. Now, before we begin looking at this passage, I want to say this. I know that today, none of us are going to listen to today's message without thinking about your own parents none of us are going to receive this commandment in a vacuum. So, if you have good relationships with your parents, uh, this commandment will affirm a lot of things. But, if your relationship with your parents is not that good, if it's complex or difficult, if your relationship with your parents is, is strained, or maybe for some non-existent, I assume that this command is going to be a difficult one. But before we begin studying this, looking at this commandment, I want to remind us all here again that God gave us the Ten Commandments, including this one, for our good. You know, in the wisdom of God, in God's wisdom, a wisdom that knows all the complexities, all the intricacies, a wisdom that knows the history and the background between your relationship with your parents. God, who knows all of this, he tells us to honor our parents. Now, you can say to me, well, you don't understand my parents. You can say, you don't know what I've been through. And sure, I don't. And I don't pretend to but God does. He knows. And God is not naive. He's not simplistic. He's not romantic. He's not an idealist. He knows how messy relationships are. He knows how messy parent-child relationships are. But still in his wisdom and for our good, he gives us this command. And so, even though we are not going to receive this command in a vacuum, I want you to know that God, He also does not give this command in a vacuum. He saw the messy relationship between Noah and his sons. He saw that. He saw the messy relationship between Jacob and his father, Isaac. He saw favoritism. He saw deceit. He saw everyone looking out for their own good, but even still, God gives this command and he gives it for our good. I just want to draw your attention to Ephesians uh, 6. Uh, this thing is jumping a little bit, but Ephesians 6 1 says this Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. right? It says, Obey your parents because this is right. It doesn't say, Obey your parents because they are right, okay? And it doesn't say obey your parents only when they are right. It says obey your parents, because this is the right thing to do. So God, he gives us this commandment for our good. He gives it to us even, yet, yeah, he knows all things, and yet he gives this to us. So today, I want to just briefly ask two questions. I want to ask the question, first, what does it mean to honor God? And second, I want to ask, why does God give us this commandment? So first, what does it mean to honor God? Uh, You know, the word here, honor, uh, in the Hebrew is a word, kabod. And this word has this meaning. uh, It connotes the idea of glory uh, or weight, And so this verse is saying this, when it says honor your parents, it's saying this, give weight to your parents. In other words, consider their position to be a weighty thing. Uh, Consider their words to be a weighty thing. Conversely or negatively, it's saying this, don't take your parents lightly. Don't take them lightly. Don't dismiss your parents. Don't look down on your parents. Give them weight. I don't know when exactly this happened for you, but there comes a point in every child's life when they start to notice the flaws of their parents, when they start to notice the inconsistencies in their parenting. I don't know how old you were, but there comes a time in every child's life when you notice your parents' mistakes, when you see their weaknesses, and maybe even you can sense hypocrisy. And when that happens, the scales on your eyes fall off. And the father whom you once thought was Superman is no longer Superman. He's Lex Luthor, right? (laughs) The scales fall off your eyes, and... Your mom, she's no longer Mother Teresa, right? You start to see their flaws. You start to see their sins. And you start to sniff out their hypocrisy. Now, subsequent to that, what happens is you start to get older, right? And you become more independent. You become smarter. You grow taller. You become stronger. And at some point, in comparison to your parents, you become smarter, because you have more access to information. Maybe you might have a better education. You become more valuable to society. Maybe it's because you have a better education or you speak the language better. You become stronger because they start to age, and you become bigger, taller, stronger, faster. And as time starts to pass, what happens? You, as a child, you become independent of your parents while your parents become more dependent upon you. And when this happens, naturally, I think this leads to a diminishing in honor. You start to neglect the things that they say. You don't consider their advice. And in our hearts, we start to look down upon them. We become hypercritical of them. We become critical of how they live. Of how they work, even of how they practice their faith. We think our parents are archaic, old fashioned, stubborn, backwards, and we even say that they're legalistic. You know, it reminds me of uh, the story, The Big Fish. It was a book and also a film, but in that, that, that story is about a, a family, a father and a son, the Bloom family. And the son grows up hearing the the stories of his father and he's enchanted by them, but later on he becomes disenchanted and he thinks his father is a fraud, a liar, a fool. I think to a certain extent that's everyone's story. I mean, think about your last conversation with your parents. Did you honor them? Did you give weight to the things that they were saying? When they called you for a favor, because they needed something. They needed help. Did you find it bothersome? You know, I shared with some of you, but two weeks ago, I uh, helped my mother move. She left the apartment that we grew up in, in Brooklyn. We lived there for close to 30 years. She finally packed up, left the apartment, the home that we grew up in, and she relocated to Georgia. And so two weeks ago, I helped her. I was a full-time son again for a few days. Now, as as I was helping my mom, you know, pack and move, and as we got there and unloading and taking care of everything, you know, my parents aren't that old, but I was so surprised at how much help they needed. You know, there are a lot of moving pieces when one relocates. And they didn't know how to do a lot of things. You know what I noticed? That in my heart, I stopped honoring them. Because there would be times, for instance, when they would ask me for help. So they say, hey, um, can you help me? I need to transfer uh, my registration. Uh, I need to take care of, uh, you know, getting a new license. And they would ask me for help, but they would give me advice as to how to do it. Do you know what that's like? They'd say, can you do this for me? And then they would say this, oh, but I read in the newspaper, this is how you're supposed to do it. Or they would say, you know, my friend told me that this is the way you have to do it. And I would think to myself, you got the wrong information. I would say, I would think to myself, you're asking me for help. Don't give me advice how to do it. I'll help you. And what I, I, I caught myself, those few days, dismissing their advice, dismissing everything they were saying. Because I was the one helping. And I had assumed that they were misinformed about everything. You know, I was helping, I was being a son, but I wasn't honoring. You know, and this is something that even though maybe we try to hide, it comes out. Because towards the end of my trip, I realized that my parents were becoming more timid in front of me. They became more timid, afraid to ask. And whenever they asked, they kept saying, "Are you busy?" "Are you busy?" You know, honoring our parents is something that we have to fight to do as we get older. You know, I want you to know that this commandment, the Ten Commandments, and this one too, is not given to children primarily. It's given to adults with older parents, people like you and I. When God commands us to honor our parents, He's speaking to us as adults to honor your parents, even when maybe you have become a parent, even when maybe your parents have become old and they are weak. Honor them even when they are now dependent on you. Honor even when they are weaker than you. Now, I I just want to just make a note that, you know, honoring here uh, doesn't necessarily mean obeying. Certainly obeying is a big part of honoring, but if you are an adult, you have to first be obedient to the Lord. And you have to discern with the wisdom of God what is best for the people that you are responsible for. Obedience is, at times, case by case. But honoring is not. So if your parents call with, you know, wrong information, if they're giving you advice and it's not the best thing for you to do, yeah, sure, you don't want to be obedient to that. But you can still honor them you can honor the things that they say. When they speak to you, when they give you advice, the things that they tell you, you can give it weight and say, yes, mom, yes, dad, I understand. Even if you don't listen to your parents for everything, if you're an adult and you have a family to care for, still you are commanded to honor them. So that's what this command is teaching, to give weight to your parents. To not dismiss them, to not neglect them, to give them the respect and the honor that they deserve. The second question that we're going to look at is this Why does God give this command then? Why does He give this command? And there are, I think, a number of reasons, but let me uh, just say this. First, God gives us this command um, because it's a part of God's natural order. It's the way in which he created the world. And through this parent-child relationship, what God is doing is he is maintaining order, he is building societies, and he's extending his providence. Okay. I mean, if you think about it, right, God could have created the world and he could have all made us friends, co-equal, self-sufficient, self-dependent. He could have created the world where we all come into into life as friends, just co-equals with everyone at the same time. But it was God's intention to create the world in this family structure so that he can maintain order. Honoring parents, this, this family, the familial structure, is a part of God's natural order. You know, there are a few things that all cultures and all people groups throughout all history had in common. There are only a few things that everyone has in common. Honoring parents is one of them. No matter what people group, what culture, or what period of time, honoring parents has always been a value of every culture. Every people of every time have known this and assisted upon this. And the reason why this is important is because through the family structure, God is maintaining order. Through the family structure, God, He's building up societies, He's building communities from the inside out. From the inside out. See, this is why the promise is found in the fifth commandment, right? Honor your father and mother that you may live long in the land that God is giving you. Now, this promise isn't some magic formula so that if you honor your parents, that means you're going to have a long life. It's not that. Okay? God is teaching if you honor your parents, you will be in sync with God's created order. You will be following God's natural order. This is the way that God intended individuals, families, and societies to thrive. He created it so that this is how society and communities can flourish through this child-parent relationship. And so long life here, as promised in the fifth commandment, is not so much a reward as it is a reason If children honor their parents, that will lead to a healthy and thriving society. You know, if you look throughout history, if you look at the strategy of totalitarian governments, or if you look at the strategy of religious cults, what they do is the first thing that they attack is the family structure. The first thing they go after is this family structure. They seek to destroy it. They seek to bring chaos and division within the family structure so that there is no longer children honoring parents and parents loving children. They break that all down so that all the allegiance that they have in the family, they can now direct it towards the government or the religious leader. By breaking down this natural order, They seek to create an artificial one, a man made one. And so, this is God's way. This parent child relationship, this relationship where the child, the son and the daughter, honors their parents, is a way for God to maintain order and to build up societies, to see the flourishing of human nature. And this is also. God's way of extending providence. This is God's way of providing for the elderly. You know, God exercised His providence of care and provision through the fifth commandment. So when we obey the fifth commandment, elders are not neglected. Your aging parents are not neglected. This was God's way of caring for older people in society. This is God's way of providing for them in their old age, the younger caring for the older. You know, I just want you to know that soon you will be called archaic. Soon you will be called by your children old-fashioned, if you're not already. Soon you will be called and considered outdated, Soon your parent or your children would think that now you are stubborn. And soon you will be dispensable to the world. The world will no longer see value to you as someone just surviving, taking Social Security checks and increasing Medicare bills. Soon you will be dispensable to the world. But through the fifth commandment, this is how God cares for the older people. This is how he extends providence over the elderly. And so, individually, I know it might seem hard honoring your parents, but I want you to understand this is the way in which God had created the world, in which he had created the world to function. This is his natural order. The alternative to this where children don't honor their parents will lead to chaos. It will lead not just to the destruction of families, but the destruction of societies. There is no society that thrived that did not honor their parents and the elderly first. Ephesians 6.2, yes, obey your parents, honor them, for this is right. And so the reason why God gives this command is so that he can see communities and societies thrive and flourish. But the second reason why um, I think God gives this commandment is because just simply this commandment helps us understand our relationship with God. You know, I don't think it's a coincidence that one of the ways in which our relationship with God is expressed is through the family metaphor. Where God is our Father... And Jesus is our brother. I mean, what better way to understand how to honor God as Father than through the honoring of our earthly parents? You know, I understand that honoring parents is hard, especially when you don't understand them. Honoring parents is hard when they don't understand you. Honoring parents is hard when you feel independent. When you think you don't need them, it's hard to honor your parents when there's seemingly a difference of opinions and ideas and thoughts, and you lived in different generations, and you function in different ways. It's hard to honor your parents. I understand. But I wonder, is that not like our relationship with God the Father? Isn't that similar? I mean, very rarely do we understand God and what he's doing. Quite often we disagree with what God is doing. Often I find myself frustrated with his pace. I think he's moving too slow. And I think I can do things better. God, put me in your position for one day. I'll I'll fix things up. Sometimes we think we're smarter, faster, more relevant. When we read God's Word, sometimes we think, God, this is not possible. This is just for people in old times. And sometimes there's this feeling that we are independent, that we don't need Him, just like how we feel about our parents. And I think through this command, God is teaching us how to honor Him. When at times we don't see eye to eye with God. When at times we don't understand what he's doing. When at times we disagree with him. When at times we read his word and we think, this is impossible. When were you born? What age are you living in? And you know those moments that we have with our parents, but still we are called to honor them? I think God here is teaching us how to better understand our relationship with Him in those moments when we don't see eye to eye with God, when we think that God is archaic, old fashioned, stubborn, outdated, and not relevant. Now, I think there's strong evidence for this when we look at Jesus, when we look at Jesus' life, because Jesus, He had earthly parents, and He also had a heavenly Father. There's that scene uh, very early in Jesus' life, at the age of 12, in Luke 2, he's presented uh, at the temple, and his parents take him to Jerusalem on this journey, and there, after this journey is over, his parents turn around, go back to their hometown, but Jesus deliberately stays in Jerusalem. He's there at the temple, and he's teaching and discussing and talking with the, uh, the teachers of the law and the Pharisees. And the parents, they turn around after a few days and they realize, oh my goodness, my son isn't with us. I mean, think about that feeling of losing your child in a metropolitan city. And so what do they do? They hurry back, they look everywhere. Where is Jesus? Where's my son? Where's my 12-year-old son? Their hearts have dropped. And there they find Jesus at the temple. And there he's teaching. They go to Jesus and they ask this question. Son, why have you done this to us? Why have you treated us this way? Your Father and I have been anxiously searching for you. And you know, Jesus, you know, in his always Jesus' way, he says, didn't you know I had to be in my Father's house? Right? Jesus always answering a question with a question, right? Where were you? Didn't you know I had to be in my Father's house? But then, you know, and Jesus was Right? He had to be in his father's house. But I think the next part is astonishing. This is what it says. And he went down with them. Jesus went down with his parents, and he came to Nazareth and was submissive to them. Jesus obeyed his earthly parents. He honored them. Even though he was God, even though he knew more than they did. Now, fast forward 20 years. Jesus is a full adult. He's at the height of his career. He is recognizable wherever he goes. He is Jesus of Nazareth. is the guy who makes the blind see the dead rise, the lame walk. He's at the height of his career. But then his Father in heaven asks him to lay down his life, to go to the cross and to save the world. And Jesus, the earthly Jesus, he doesn't want to do this. He even prays, let this cup pass from me. He prays, I don't want to do this. Perhaps thinking, I don't have to do this. But then he prays, not my will, but your will be done. And we find that Jesus, once again, just as he was to his earthly parents, he was submissive and he was obedient to his heavenly Father. We find through Jesus' life, him practicing obedience to his heavenly Father through obedience to his earthly parents. And I want to say this simply. If you want to learn how to be obedient to God, if you want to learn how to honor them, honor first your You know, I always wondered why there was a commandment about honoring parents, but no commandment about parenting. Right? Because I think, you know, for those of you who are parents, uh, parenting is perhaps on your mind much more than, than your relationship with your parents. But I think God, in His wisdom, in the Ten Commandments gave us a command about honoring our parents over a command about teaching and rearing our children because this experience of being a child, the experience of having parents, is something that we all experience, it's universal. Not everyone is a parent, but everyone has or once had a parent. And God is using this universal experience to teach us about our relationship with Him. You know, if we've been looking at the Ten Commandments for a little over a month now, and you can actually divide the Ten Commandments into two parts. The first four, the first four, and the latter six. The first four commandments are commandments between You and God, it's a vertical commandment. The latter six are commandments between you and other people. It's a horizontal, uh, horizontal commandments. And these two sections can be summed up by love God, love your neighbors. That's That's what sums up the Ten Commandments. Love God, love your neighbors. I think it's fascinating that the first commandment In this section of loving your neighbors is honor your parents. The first step in loving your neighbor is to honor your parents. If you want to learn how to love your neighbor, honor your parents. You know, in closing, uh, I mentioned earlier that at some age, um, honor towards our parents begin to diminish. When we become more independent, they become more dependent. When we become smarter, when we become stronger, when we become more valuable in the world's eyes, we start to, um, to honor them less. But I hear this changes. I hear this changes when parents become much, much older, and you become older, too. When this happens, I hear that there is greater appreciation and gratitude for what they've done. Maybe your parents didn't live as successful of a life as you did, but as they get older and you get older, then you begin to understand and appreciate the sacrifices they've made. What you once thought was simplistic, you understand that there was actual wisdom behind it. What you once considered legalistic, you realize that that was actually pure devotion. Once you mature as children, once we mature as children, we begin to realize how much love that they had for us. You know, most recently, we've had a number of parents pass away. And that's what the children say. When you see your aging parents on their deathbed, then you start to appreciate and realize what they've done. And you realize, these shoes, can I fill them? That love, that sacrifice, that devotion, can I do that? You realize that, that they weren't that naive, that they weren't that simplistic. That they weren't that foolish, but that it was that kind of life was done out of love and sacrifice. And I think the gospel works the same way. The more and more we mature in the faith, we understand the love of God in ways that we did not comprehend before, we understand His sacrifice and what it took for Jesus to save us, it becomes more real, not just in understanding, but we begin to actually feel it and know what it is. And friends, church, this is our hope. As we go through the Ten Commandments, as we seek to obey the Fifth Commandment, it's not just a commandment for us to obey, but through this, begin to know and grow in our understanding and appreciation for how much God in His Son has loved us. Maybe we go forward with this hope and confidence today. Let's pray.